Joining us now in the KYMN studios is Northfield's Chief of Police, Mark Elliott. Chief, thank you so much for coming in today. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. And thanks for bringing the snow with you. It wasn't here when I came. <laughs> hey, let's talk a little bit about snow uh, uh, to kind of start things off. Uh, winter parking, snowing. Is it? This is the time of year where the parking ban goes into effect. Is it in effect right now? It is. And so maybe the fact that it's snowing is a little bit my fault because I wanted to talk about this this morning. <laughs> I didn't mean it actually had to snow to talk about it, though. Let's. Uh, when, what is? What are the restrictions in place right now? Yeah. So starting on November fifteenth, uh, we have the winter parking ban, which is no parking from two a.m. to six a.m. every day, um, and that parking ban has been in place for years. And it's so that the street crew can get out at night during that 2 to 6 a.m. when there's the least amount of traffic on the road and make sure that they can clean up any trouble spots and um, push those uh, snow banks back a little bit on, at the intersection. So it's really helpful if folks do um, park off street during that 2 to 6 a.m. time. Our officers have been out putting uh, the pink warning tags uh, on windshields of people who are in violation of that just as a reminder uh, to them that they need to abide by that. You know, anybody new moving to the city or unaware of that, uh, we're just trying to do those reminders right now. Yeah, let's talk about uh, snow removal as well and snow plowing. It's not going to be long. We're not going to see the plows out today, thank goodness, but uh, you never know what's going to come next week. Uh, the uh, As far as emergency plowing and such, what are the restrictions? Just remind us of what that is. Yeah, so when the city declares a snow emergency, which generally is going to be when we have snow uh, accumulation over two inches, um, the city will declare a snow emergency. And they usually try to give folks a good, uh, you know, four to six hours notice before that so that they can move their vehicles, make sure that they're parked off the road. And there is no, regardless of the time of the day, there is no parking on any city street during a snow emergency until the road is plowed curb to curb. So the it's really important to be off the road because we're, the plow drivers are trying to get that snow off the road so it's safer to travel for everybody. Um, and if there's uh, cars parked on the road, it, one, it's unsafe. Um, the plow drivers don't want to damage any vehicles or anything, so uh, they don't want to have to plow around those. And then also, if the folks move their car afterwards, there's that big pile of snow. Um, and that's a safety concern, too. Folks driving down the road aren't really expecting to see a big pile of snow after the rest of the road's been plowed. So it's important for folks to get off the road. And unlike the parking ban, um, during a snow emergency, our officers are not necessarily going to be issuing warnings. They're going to be issuing tickets and they're going to be towing those vehicles. So uh, during a snow emergency, our officers will go out um, after the snow emergency has been declared and try to get out there an hour or so before the plow comes by to tag and to tow vehicles so that the plow drivers have an easier time of plowing those roads. Uh, Northfield's Police Chief Mark Elliott is with us uh, right now. Uh, let's talk about uh, med- mental health and chemical dependence. Uh, we've gone through the pandemic. The, the lockdowns are pretty much over now, but uh, what there had been quite a spike on that. Where are we at now? There has been, and, you know, we're really happy with the way things are moving forward. Um, Some of the discussions over the past, you know, year and a half regarding the pandemic, but also regarding police reform, have really uh, driven some of those conversations 
that um, we're, we're having back then, but brought them to the forefront and is starting to drive some action. So locally here in Rice County, we've been working very closely with uh, Mark Shaw, the director of social services, in trying to get more of a proactive approach to mental health um, on the side of having social workers that work closely with our law enforcement um, and our medical professionals to get some folks some help that maybe they uh, didn't have before, some resources they didn't have. Um, so that's part of the county's um, proposed plan on that. And we're just really excited to be able to work with them on that. We're fortunate here in Rice County to have really a holistic approach. Um, our Rice County Chemical and Mental Health Coalition has been working over the last couple of years very, very closely. So all of our different agencies, um, you know, from mental health to uh, our medical community to law enforcement, all working together on how can we address chemical dependency issues um, and mental health issues. And a lot of times those two overlap um, and try to care for our residents um, in, a, in a better way, a more holistic way. Try to find those gaps in service right now. And then how can we address those gaps? So our our Rice County Chemical and Mental Health Coalition, in the work that they've done on opioids, has really become um, the standard, the gold standard in our state. And the state has um, asked to look at our model and use it as a rural model for opioid response. Um, so we're really excited that there's a lot of things going on right now in chemical and mental health in our community to bring more local resources for those folks right here in their own backyard. Yeah, I like that. Um, the speed in which this is happening, it seems like uh, oftentimes the government bureaucracy will hold up some progress and some things, but it looks like they're getting, uh, identifying some good steps and, uh, and uh, implementing them right away. Yeah, we, we really are. Our partners all see this as a good time, good opportunities. Um, people in the in the public are asking for this, and they are being vocal about it on top of, you know, our providers being vocal about we really need this. This is how we care for people. Um, so there's really a lot of efforts that have kind of converged to be able to do that. And I know... Um, We've had several discussions with our state elected leaders, our representatives and senators, uh, and saying we need to keep going forward on this. I, we know that the last legislative session there were uh, a couple bills that assisted in addressing some of those gaps, but we're saying there's a lot more, and especially the need for local resources so that our folks, if they're um, needing treatment, mental health treatment or chemical dependency, don't have to travel, you know, one, two, four or five hours to get that. We need local resources for that. Yeah, I'm sure as some of the uh, more outstate, uh, we're, we're fortunate to hear being uh, close to the metro and being a, a city that's uh, pretty progressive with with that, uh, to have some of those resources. Boy, boy, you think some of the uh, places in rural Minnesota really uh, would be, have a big struggle with that exactly yeah hey let's talk about uh traffic you know last time we had you in they have been rerouting some traffic maybe it was the time before no i think it was just last month rerouting traffic around bridgewater and greenvale schools um now that you had a little time to see that in, in action is it is it working what are the results yeah jeff it, it was just last month there was that mea break that yeah. we did the uh, traffic change um the uh, engineering department got their crew out there and 
restriped and repainted uh, so folks would know uh, which way to go, <laughs> per se. And uh, I'm happy to report it's going very well. And I've heard feedback both from uh, parents and staff at Bridgewater, as well as the general public who don't have children there, mm-hmm. that they are just so happy with that traffic switch um, changing the in to the out and the out to the in mm-hmm. um, because there's more stacking room, like I talked about last time, available by reversing that traffic flow. And it's getting those cars off the roadway and allowing the general public to be able to travel freely through there. And they're not getting stuck in that bottle up, bottleneck of parents waiting to pull in and pick up uh, students. So um, we're really happy with the way it's going. We want to say thank you so much to our parents, to the traveling public uh, of their patience with this and uh, learning the new system. Um, You know, the first week we had a couple eye rolls, especially with some of the parents pulling out that were forced to take a right to go up to the roundabout to turn around to come back west on Jefferson Parkway. Mm -hmm. Um, And we understand it. It's going to take an extra minute to go up to that roundabout and turn around and come back. But it's really made for the overall traffic flow to go better and for the safety of the of the children and the traveling public in that area. So we're thankful for the cooperation and uh, really happy with the way it's going. That's good. You know, I've going back, ever since they built schools out there about 20-some years ago, it has been uh, just a, kind of a nightmare. And if it just takes you a minute to do that roundabout, that's a whole lot better than uh, with the, some of the results you would see maybe 5, 10 years ago. Uh, let's start talk about body cameras we've got uh last year uh last year really earlier this year you've got uh body cameras you've got them now in use uh, i'm sure you have the policies and procedures uh in place how has that gone now you know it, it's really gone smoothly mm-hmm. uh, from our perspective the the officers have wanted these this equipment or the body cams uh for over five years and um they certainly have they've got friends and partners and you know friends i went to college with that are working for other departments and had them and so they were hearing the benefits as well as seeing some of those um just what everybody else did on tv and how instrumental they can be in uh, giving another perspective of of what happens especially on those calls in the middle of the night or inside someone's home where um you know there's not another record of what is going on. So uh, the officers have embraced it, you know, a couple technology things like we all have, you know, learning how to use it. Um, But uh, they really adapted pretty well to that. Um, And what we're hearing from the public is that they appreciate it too. Um, Occasionally I'll be, you know, know, at a store or grabbing lunch or something and someone will see the body cam and comment on it. And, uh, you know, they're supportive. We haven't had anybody that said, oh, yeah, we don't want you to wear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think overall it's gone really well. Um, you know, the fact that other departments had been using them for several years, I think most of the general public, um, as I said before we got them, really expects that mm-hmm. and that officers are going to be wearing them at this time. So, yeah, we haven't had any hiccups with them. Um, they're all going well. Um, we're still waiting on our new squad cameras uh, to come in. It was part of the overall package. And like everything else, there's been some supply chain shortages mm-hmm. and delays on that. So uh, we had hoped to have those installed in September, and it looks like we're not going to have those till March. But we do still have our old cameras in the squad. So we're still up and operating. Uh, once again, uh, Chief uh, Mark Elliott is with us. Uh, from an, an administrative standpoint, I know you had to have a, a, a form of position that uh, handles all the data that's being received, all the video and such. Uh, has uh, is that person in place now? And we're, how far along are you on that one? 
Yeah, so that is a position that's included in the 2022 budget. So okay. we don't have that person yet. Um, it's been busy <laughs> to try to meet those demands uh, on there. And, um, you know, I really got to say my staff has been good about that. And we've been all working together to try to meet the demands that come along with that. So um, my sergeants have really stepped up and they're taking on part of that right now. My record staff is having to do some of that. My evidence tech is doing a fair amount uh, of work in that area. And, you know, even myself, I've had to go in and uh, make some videos and copy some um, for, you know, for court or uh, for attorneys and that type of thing. But we're all uh, working together to try to um, get by until we get that position. All right. Uh, Chief Elliott, is there anything else you'd like to mention while we have you here? You know, you brought up the school traffic, and there's just one other thing I wanted to mention, and mm-hmm. that's around Greenville Elementary. So um, we've made some traffic changes over there as well, mainly some no parking areas, yellow curb, and then some temporary bump outs um, with the plastic delineators um, to try to really uh, – open the focus on those pedestrian crossing areas. So we made some no parking uh, areas right um, at the crosswalks, so about 40 feet in front of each crosswalk, um, so that it is easier to see when students or other folks are in those crosswalk areas. You know, it used to be you could park right up to the to the crosswalk, and so especially with children who are a little shorter mm-hmm. and vehicles parked there, it was really hard to see when a child was on the sidewalk wanting to use that crosswalk for other drivers. So um, I've been out there uh, observing that both morning and afternoon times, and it looks like it's working really well. Um, it's easier for those drivers to see that and then to abide by that um, law of stopping for people in the crosswalk. Um, and then the no parking right in front of the school has helped because it's allowed some of that uh, stacking that comes out of the school and onto the main street to to stage or to move over to that right lane. It's acting almost like a turn lane. Um, and so the general traffic going by can go by um, there. I know that city engineering department is working on some speed studies out there. Um, to look at what the actual speeds are during those school times as well as during other times of the day to see if we need to take any other actions out there. Uh, But at this point, it appears to be going well. Uh, People are learning uh, what to do with it. And uh, um, I've heard some positive comments from parents. Good. Good deal. All good stuff. Chief, thank you so much for coming in today. We certainly appreciate it. And we'll talk to you again uh, next month. Sounds good. Thank you, Jeff. Northfield Police Chief Mark Elliott. You're listening to the one ninety five point one FM and AM at ten eighty. We've got uh, Rich and Tim coming up. Today's the third Thursday of the month. Stop by Marketplace.